Welcome to Because It's Tile, a podcast to help you understand the tile industry market in North America and the threats, trends, and opportunities within the marketplace. Listen as Rick Church, Executive Director of the Ceramic Tile Distributors Association, interviews tile industry leaders and creative professionals. And now, here's your host, Rick Church. Welcome, everybody, to the Because It's Tile podcast. This is Rick Church, Executive Director of the Ceramic Tile Distributors Association. And I'm here today with president and owner of Taffy Events, Jennifer Hoff. Jen, who has been in the trade show industry for over 30 years and has been involved with our trade show coverings for 17 of those years. Uh, Jen, welcome to Because It's Tile podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. 17 years. Can't believe it. It's great to, great to have you. It has been 17 years, and we've obviously known each other all of those 17 years, so I feel like we're uh, you know, lifelong friends. Best buddies. Yep. I think you know that's one of the benefits of being involved in coverings. You make great friends. It's so funny that you say that because one of the questions I often ask folks in the podcast is, what do they like most about the tile industry? And every single person says the people. And that's kind of what you just said. It's the people, right? So it's, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Great. So Jen, we're going to talk a lot about coverings today. But before we do, I'd love to let our audience get to know you a little bit. Um, since you're not really in the tile industry, even though you are as a 17-year veteran of coverings, maybe help some of them may not know you. Why don't you share with us a little fun fact maybe about your childhood to help people get to know you? Okay. And as you know, I like to go on and on, so I'm going to make it short. <laughs> but um, I um, have one that's actually tied to coverings in a way. I was at a site visit one time at a convention center for coverings recently in the past four or five years, and I met up with a trade show friend of mine who I've known for 20 years. And we ran into a girl that I went to first grade through high school with, and I hadn't seen her since but through Facebook. And she joined up with us while she was waiting for her friend. And we started talking. And my friend, who I've known for also for 25 years, he says, so where'd you go to high school? Where'd you go to elementary school? And she says, we went to elementary school in Virginia Beach. And it turns out he was at our elementary school for first, second, and third grade. And I don't remember him, and neither did she, but we remembered his mother, who was a substitute teacher. I just thought that was funny. That really is funny. It's small world, right? Definitely a small world. And I do have a current fun fact. I'm actually wearing my 30th anniversary coverings t-shirt today. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. That's a classic t-shirt too. If you don't have one of those 30th anniversary coverings t-shirts, you should. Are those going to be available for sale at coverings this year by chance? They went like hotcakes, so you'd have to get them on eBay for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, Jen, you grew up in Virginia Beach, and um, how'd you get yourself into the trade show business? Oh, like everybody else who's over a certain age that's in the trade show business, I, I fell into it. I went to Virginia Tech as a business major and graduated and wasn't sure what I wanted to do except get a job. A friend of mine worked at an association. Um, she said, there's a position that I may be qualified because I worked for a caterer, not because I was a business major. And it was organizing speakers, so a speaker coordinator. And I thought they meant audiovisual speakers, but when they actually meant human speakers. So I kept saying how strong I was and how good I was at spatial relations. I did get the job, and later my boss was like, I didn't know what you were talking about. I just needed someone, and it actually, that job led to the experience of a full career in 
full-blown production of conferences and exhibits. So lucky me. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a funny story. And, and you're strong and you're really good with spatial awareness. So that makes you good at trade shows. I get it. I guess so. I was talking <laughs> about audiovisual because back in those days, the speakers were big. Of course. So um, you've been in the trade show business for a long time. You've worked with dozens, I'm guessing, of shows. I know of probably a dozen you've worked with, but um, what's your favorite part about being in the trade show business? Um, I think people who attend trade shows like going to the trade shows, and I love that part. But I like the year-round continuous process of planning and the fact that it's more than just also what people think meeting planning. It's sales and marketing and business strategy and logistics. And I just um, also, as I mentioned before, it, or alluded to, getting involved in insights into industries outside of that i producing the events for. So it's it's all of that. Right. In the tile industry, we all think coverings is a very unique trade show, right? I, I suppose that everybody in any industry thinks their trade show is really unique. From your standpoint as an event organizer, what is there something that makes coverings unique? And what is in, it? Inside secret. Your show is very unique. Coverings is a very wonderful, beautiful, lovely, grand show. And there are a lot of things that make it special and unique. And one of the key things that come to mind is that obviously a whole very specific tile and stone industry get together and they're not distracted by anything but tile and stone. And it's um, also the international component. Now, from a trade show girl, the logistics of coverings is always fun, fun, fun. But it's one of the heaviest freight shows in the United States. And in 2019, we tipped over 14 million pounds of freight for the exhibition. And a good amount of that freight comes from overseas. So we're also dealing and working with staging international shipping containers, hundreds of them, um, around the convention center over a month before the show even is a twinkle in the eye of the convention center. So it's it's great. It's really strategic and coordinating it. And um, it's a good team that puts it together with all the people involved. Yeah, well... So that's great. Those are a bunch of things that I think people who in the tile industry who attend coverings probably never thought about about coverings. Yep. Uh, very yep. interesting. Yep. So we're all coming out of this pandemic year, year and a half, and we didn't get to get together for coverings in, in 2020. And we're about to have coverings 2021 in Orlando, Florida, July 7th to the 9th. And I'm super excited about being able to see people face to face again and be at coverings. But I imagine from a logistics and planning standpoint, coverings 2021 has to be the most challenging show you've ever staged or will have ever staged by the time it comes to fruition in a month. Can you share with us what some of those challenges were? Sure. And it's a lot of probably the same challenges. If you were thinking about your own industry, your own jobs, there was so much uncertainty and the whole world shut down and every single pretty much convent convention and trade show at some point in the, the span of 2020 was canceled. There was a point in time where there were none. Um, and we were going through the year of 2020. My whole industry was thinking, we can't wait for 2021. Things are going to get better. And some things were looking to stage towards the end of 2020. And then right when we were approaching 2021, CES announced that they were canceling in January, which is a large trade show. So it was hard as a group of all the shows coming up in the first quarter, 
in second quarter, what are we going to do? And, and coverings was going to be in April. So we made the decision to push it to July and felt comfortable with that. But it was challenging to find dates. It's a large scale event. It, we did it. And so we've moved the, sh- we moved the show to Orlando in, in July and we're optimistic that it's going to be a good event. And we're focused on now organizing an event that people feel comfortable in and following the CDC guidelines. And there's all kinds of moving targets with travel and safety protocols, but we're, we're working and Orlando's had a few shows already of, of decent size and, and so has some other cities. So we feel like we have a good runway to, to do a great show. Definitely working through the uncertainty was, was the biggest thing, but, but I do feel certain that we're going to have a great coverings in July. So coverings is a pretty, uh, is a show that's largely attended by an international audience, both exhibitors and attendees. Is there, have there been some unique challenges related to travel restrictions and whatnot that I'm sure you've had to deal with? What's your, what's the current outlook on that? Um, The outlook this week is that there's supposed to be some announcements um, from the U.S. about international, especially European travel. So we're hoping to hear some good news there. There have also been some people working through uh, traveling through other countries to get to the U.S. And, and kind of getting around that situation. A lot of the vendors have people in the United States and are able to work around those things. So we definitely have a good international presence through the exhibit hall and are looking forward to a good show that way. But we'll have to, to see how that all takes place. And and at this point, you're expecting the, in terms of exhibit space, you're expecting around 150,000 net square feet of exhibit space, if I recall, right? And that's a, that's a yeah. good size. It's obviously not the normal size of coverings. Is that, right. what is that, about half the size typically? A little less than half, but, and it's, it's 150 net square feet. So it's technically spatially 300,000 square feet. So we, and we do have, like I said, a mix of a lot of over 20 companies on the floor, a a lot of international exhibitors, machinery, all the um, groups, the um, pavilions you're used to seeing, there's a lot of um, variety on the show floor. So you'll get that good mix. Great. That's great to hear. Um, There've been a lot of new things announced uh, about this covering show. One of them is a uh, I'll call it a partnership or a co-location with the National Wood Flooring Association. Can you tell us a little bit about what our attendees can expect to to expect from that? Yeah. Well, and this is a, lo- a, a thing I also think is really lovely about being in the trade show industry because you meet people through being in the trade show industry that are related in some ways to other shows you work on. NWFA was originally going to have their show in Baltimore in the early spring, and they were running into a lot of the same challenges that I mentioned earlier. And I suggested they check out the Orlando Convention Center and had some synergies. We, we decided we all had some synergies and the space was available. And so our audiences, um, people coming to each show, will be able to go onto the show floor of, of the other show. And we're also going to have some joint programming. We're excited about that. And it's got, let me have an opportunity to get to know some cool people to help put an event together with. I think it's going to be really good for the event and people getting out and bonding together you know, for the first time. On the so road. if any of if any of CTDA's distributor members are selling flooring products beyond tile and stone, such as wood, 
this would be an opportunity for them to see some of their suppliers in that side of the industry, I guess. Yeah. Um, in terms of programming, you said maybe some joint programming. Are we talking about joint educational sessions or joint speakers or what, what do you, what do you see there? Joint educational sessions and a town hall type setting and uh, coverings programming is also free. So their attendees would be able to come over uh, and, and sit in on some of our sessions as well. Very nice. It's great that you're able to, to do that. And I think add some value to coverings in July. Yeah. So one of the things that coverings did last year when the pandemic hit and we couldn't have a, a live show is create sort of virtual coverings events that were called Coverings Connect. And that was, I think, I think we held four of them. Maybe we kind of did them quarterly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was a great way to try to keep the tile industry together during the pandemic. We've had, I think, one of them again this year so far. Tell us how you're tying that in to live coverings, if at all. Well, we understand that some people may not be able to travel at this point, and um, we thought that doing the coverings connected was a great way to keep people together, you know, in the 2020 pause, if you'd call it that. And now that we're we're back up and live, we still want to give an opportunity to those people who, who for one reason or another, are are not ready to to get out onto the road and travel. So we're going to offer over the July 7th through 9 dates, um, educational sessions, interaction with exhibitors, virtual tours, and people can get CEUs and do on-demand content. So it's never quite the same as being there, but it would be a great way to stay connected to the to the uh, community and and get some ideas about what's going on with the industry. Great idea. Yeah. Are there any things on the show floor that you'd like to highlight for our audience? Sure. We have uh, developed an area called the Coverings Lounge, which will be a new space on the show floor. And it's featuring an interesting tile installation project that we're going to stream in from Milwaukee. It's going to be some national tile contractors members, and they're going to be doing a live collaborative masterwork of freestanding mosaic art. And it'll have a Florida alligator theme and attendees will be able to view it in the lounge and interact with the artists and um, installers and then there'll be somebody on site to help with the comments and, and the discussion. So we, I think that'll be fun. But the overall lounge in general also will have some displays. And we have a special area where you can, it's called the Brand Business Building Zone. And you can really re figure out your brand and get tips and really find out how to be your own megaphone and reinvent yourself if you need to, or, or just put an exclamation point on the brand that is you. So those are a couple of things in the lounge that we're excited about. So that lounge, that really sounds interesting. Is it, is the brand building zone for individual brand building or company brand building or both? It's for both and it leans towards the individual, but you can also look at your brand within your organization or your industry as well. So. so if I'm a small distributor or retailer or contractor business, and I'm wanting to figure out how to better brand myself, yep. Um, yep. I could go to this and, and get some real value. Yep. And, and the experts there are also really 
well-knowledge on trends and gadgets and, and different platforms to make you uh, be able to work better and more creatively. So they can give you some tips on that as well. It sounds like a really cool feature. Thanks for letting us know about that, Jen. How, how about, you know, Coverings has been offering free educational sessions since Coverings started in the 80s. And I think we're probably one of the few shows that offers some real quality educational sessions at no cost. Are there any educational programs or sessions that you'd like to highlight for this edition of Coverings? Well, I know there'll be a great session about how to increase business leads and secure new projects through Material Bank that you might know something about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yes, that's a session I heard you're, you're involved with. But we do have a variety of sessions in um, workforce and profits and a lot of trends. Trends are always really profit, uh, really popular at coverings and design sessions and of course the installation and fabrication. Um, so we do offer CEUs in some of the sessions and that's on uh, coverings.com website and you can get more information on site as well about that when you're there and, and through the website. I just think that there's going to be a lot of knowledge so even when you're networking within the sessions, there's people you're sitting right next to who you might gain, glean a lot of information about as well. And that's a good way to network at as well as get educated. So Thanks, Jen. That's great. I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball and tell us a little bit about the future of trade shows. So, you know, we're going to stage coverings July 7th to the 9th. And then hopefully, right, next year, we feel like we're going to be sort of back to normal, normal dates, normal size, normal industry, normal people, et cetera. What is your outlook for the sort of future of face-to-face -face events? Do you see them coming back to uh, an old normal or is there some, some other new normal that we're going to be seeing? Yep. I think it'll be a combination. I've um, kept in pretty good contact with through the pandemic, through Zooms, of course, with my industry peers. And at the beginning, we were already stating it as fact that this is how it's going to be. And now we're we're less adamant about that. But um, you know, we we are going to be open to new opportunities of ways people can engage and interact on site and building different types of of ways people can learn and, like I said, interact and and just be together. But the bottom line that we all believe and the research shows is that people want to be together face to face. It develops relationships and it, it's good it's good for business. And I do see it coming back. I also serve on the Center for Exhibition Industry Research, and the ongoing research seems to be optimistic as the economy opens back up. The World of Concrete just staged last week in um, Las Vegas, and it was positive, energetic, everybody was happy to be back together. So that's kind of an indication of when people get back together, the, the things that can happen. That's great. Thank you. Even though you and I are excited about being in person, face-to-face -face in Orlando and, and don't have any sort of concerns about it at all, from my standpoint at least, are, there are probably some people in our audience who are a little uncertain still, mm -hmm. right? Not sure if I really want to get into a large group setting or, or whatever. There might even be some people who think, well, I was able to survive the last year on Zoom calls, so maybe I don't need to go to a trade show. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who isn't quite sure 
about attending coverings that would maybe encourage them to attend? Well, first, I would not want to put pressure on anybody. And it's like I said earlier, it's definitely a personal decision. But as I said earlier, we'll we'll be following the CDC guidelines. I am going to put some spaces on the trade show floor if people feel like they need to elbow out and, and just spread out a little bit. Orlando has been successfully hosting events at the convention center leading up to coverings. And um, people are definitely, other people are registering and making hotel arrangements. So I think it'll, if you're uncomfortable, though, I would say you need to do what's right for you. But we're, we're doing everything we can to make it a good experience for those who do show up. That's great. And I know you, I know you are, and I know you will. I'm sure it'll be a very, a very fun and safe event. And glad to hear of, of all that. So Jen, I've got one more question for you. What what is it that you're most excited about for coverings July 7th to 9th in Orlando, Florida? So when I go, I'm there for the whole time. So my my plane is leaving June 30th. I am ready to get on that plane and just be there. I cannot wait to step foot in the convention center and have that feeling of there's nothing here. And then within 24 hours, it'll be a full-blown setup getting ready to welcome all the great people that are coming to the show and um, just preparing for the experience. So that's what I think I'm most excited about. That's great. I can't wait to see you on a crowded show floor, you know, July 7th, right after the the ribbons cut. And uh, we see all these great crowds and all the great industry folks getting together and doing business like they haven't been able to do for more than a year. Good, good. And I'll I'll be spending time on the floor and in the sessions and in the lounge. So um, if anybody who's on this meets me, I'm Jennifer Hoff, and I am very excited to see everybody in Orlando soon. Thanks so much, Jen. It was great talking to you. And thanks, everybody, for listening to CTDA's Because It's Tile podcast, we look forward to seeing you in Orlando, Florida, July 7th to the 9th. You just listened to an episode of Because It's Tile podcast. Make sure to catch the next episode. Hit subscribe now. Visit ctdahome.org for more information, training materials, and education on the ceramic tile industry. Thank you for listening.